Three, two, one, go! And now, we're going to test them as if we're not interested in cars at all. Yeah, it would be like taking a lap dancer home to meet your mother. You'd have to say, no, she's got A-levels. I peed in a bottle in my tent last night and it felt dirty. It's a rambulance. <laughs> Welcome to the Automotive Infused Podcast, brought to you by the Court of Nerds. Kevin and Stacy's opinions are that of their own and don't reflect the rest of the court, nor any right-thinking gearhead. Now buckle up, because any restaurant can become a drive-thru if you pick up enough speed. This is Sledge and Hammer. Welcome to episode number 10 of Hammering the Court of Sledge Nerds. I'm Kevin, and sitting on the sidecar 900 miles away in the automotive state is Stacy. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. It's Hello. <laughs> Hell, it's uh, October since we last talked. Well, last talked on this show. I mean, I guess we did a couple of main casts here or there. In bet- this is true. This is true. We did, uh, we did, we took over, uh, one of the main casts. We, <laughs> we caught Drew off guard. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. We need to torture him more. Yes, we do. I like, I like when we have the opportunities to do so. <laughs> hey, uh, what are you, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I mean, all this time has given me such a great thirst. Uh, I am drinking an autumn. <laughs> As though you haven't had anything to drink since the last time we recorded. It's not true, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to Reverse Centaur and hear me get plastered on a weekly basis. Uh, <laughs> no, so uh, I'm drinking a beer called Trailblazer by Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. Is that named after the car? It, it Yeah, I'm going to actually read to you on the can. All right. Okay. Trailblazer will rev up your palates with an explosion of fresh, unfiltered hops that has an irresistibly intense flavor. At the Connecticut Valley Brewing Company, we celebrate the trailblazing spirit that lies within us all. That is why Trailblazer Colonel Albert Pope adorns this can, racing in his signature Pope cycle. Pope not only formed the League of American Wheelmen to improve the roads, he also proclaimed or produced one of the first motorcycles and electric automobiles. By 1900, Colonel Pope's Hartford, Connecticut factory produced more motor vehicles than any other factory in the world. No kidding. No kidding. And so uh, here's, I'm pouring one, I'm not going to pour it out, I'm going to pour it in me, uh, but to to (laughs) Colonel Pope. What a strange way to say that. I'm going to pour it in me. (laughs) I'm going to pour it in me. I don't know. yeah, it's it's eight percent by volume. Uh, I don't know the IBUs. It feels around ninety, and it's a New England Pale Ale. Go figure. I was gonna say is it happy? It's happy. Happy. Um, I, I'm a little sad. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little sad, but I'm also happy because I get to drink it. <laughs> I, I have officially killed yet another bottle of whiskey. I just had some cherry ice cream, and I'm like, you know what? I don't have anything other than iced tea, and I feel like I should be drinking when we do these. 
Um, so I grabbed uh, the the bottle. It's a Traverse City Whiskey Company whiskey, small batch, handcrafted, and it is a bourbon whiskey because I love bourbon. Like if I'm going to drink anything, it's going to be bourbon. Rise can go suck it. Um, bourbon whiskey infused with Traverse City cherries and natural flavor. It's 70 proof. Um, it's called the American Cherry Edition. I had it for like $25 at Costco. And uh, since we're reading bottles, I'll read this for you real quick because it's kind of cool. It's got it's got Traverse City. It has the hand. I'm gonna I'm I know it's not a visual medium, but I'm gonna show <laughs> I'm gonna it's show you on the camera. Yeah, it's the hand. Somebody has a hand up and there's a little star with an arrow pointing at Traverse City. It says, uh, in Traverse City, summer kicks off a cherry season which we all know it's time. It's the time of the year when we handpick cherries from our family's orchards to infuse into this special batch of whiskey. The result is a refreshing handcrafted spirit, perfect for sipping by the lake and for carrying summer with you are all year long. Cheers from the cherry capital. So it's a local local ish. I guess Michigan whiskey is to me. Traverse city is local. It's, if I can drive there and back in the same day, it's local in Michigan. But it's good. It's smooth. It's got just a hint of cherries. So I'm sad that it's gone, but I'm also like, all right, well, I'll just keep my eye out for it um, at the end of summer when I bought it last time. But yeah, I'm having my cherries preserved, and I'm drinking them now in the heat of winter, if you will. (laughs) And turning them to urine. Uh, I don't think that needed to be explicitly stated, man. <laughs> oh. Hey, guess hey. what time it is? Elon Watch. A lot of lot lots lots been happening. Dude, why does Tesla dominate, man? They just dominate the news. So yeah, I'll start out with my bit of Tesla news today. Uh, and that is February 28th uh, on record at 2 p.m. Pacific time, so 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Musk went out there and did his musky thing. He's like, guess what? The Tesla Model 3 is now 35 grand. What I said it was going to be two years ago, it finally is. Uh, <laughs> so you can get the base model, Model 3, now for only uh, 35 grand. But the only way you can get it, Stacy is by ordering online because you know what? They are what? closing all of their uh selling centers. Their own the all their showrooms. Their, their showrooms. And uh so all of their cars they they're giving up. They're not competing uh with all the uh you know franchise with all the the uh car the middle dealerships. Men. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that. why why would you spend the money on the inventory and the real estate when you can just host a website and have a factory. I mean, like if you're going to go to a Tesla dealership, you don't really need a guy standing there trying to sell you on a Tesla. Like there's only, you're already sold on the Tesla. You're already sold. You're going there to buy a Tesla. I mean, that's gotta be like the easiest salesman position in the world. Hi, would you like to buy a Tesla? Well, that's why I came here. I figured as much let me get my royalty check. Well, and they were having they were having a lot of 
problems with just being able to have a showroom. Like I know we were talking before, um, Michigan, like it'd be sacrilegious to have Tesla have a showroom and sell direct to customers in Michigan. It, I mean, it makes sense in the grand scheme, but you know, this is the heart, you know, Detroit is the heart of the American auto industry, you know? So for Michigan, it's terrible. I don't think Connecticut allowed it. There were a bunch of states that were like, nope, 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 nope. So I think that Elon being who he is, is just like, yeah, screw it. We'll just do it direct online. We'll save a ton of money because they're already, uh, overextended, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, so it, it makes sense to buy it online. You know, you see them around, you've seen all the hype about them, you know what you're getting when when you want to buy it. So you just click a button and then it gets delivered to you, hopefully via a Tesla Semi. That would be amazing. But this winter has been especially cold. And wouldn't oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> those door handles, because <laughs> yeah. the Model 3 has the touch pop-out you know, door handles, and when it gets below freezing and there's moisture in the air, those door handles are not coming out. Oof. So you're not getting into your car. Now, most people will keep their, their I mean, mo- if you're like me and you have your charging station in your garage, you're keeping your car in your garage. Uh, it's just if you're going to work and it gets terribly frigid or something and you don't have and it's above ground parking. Uh, then, yeah, you're you're uh, you're out of luck. You're when you get out of work, you go to I need to go home. I can't get into my car. <laughs> it's certainly inconvenient. They've been having they've been having problems with um, keeping charged too, where it's really because we had that polar vortex come through. It was like negative twenty five or something here. I don't even want to know what it was out in. Minnesota, good God. I know in Chicago, it was like negative 55 with the wind chill. My roommate's car, I think we jumped it twice that week. It was at least once because I was here for one of them. Um, But when you have batteries, batteries don't do well in the cold. So it's just like sucking the life out of the batteries. Do you want it? My my car's, my my EV's range is 230 miles, uh, you know, at like, 70 degrees you care to guess what it was at uh like negative 10 i'm gonna guess it was under 100 50. no it was one <laughs> 116 was the lowest that so it a halved charge. it it halved it it cut it uh, how much money in electricity did you lose like have do you have you figured out how much it costs oh. To yeah. charge your call car in full. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, how much does it cost for a full charge for you? Uh, essentially, for a full charge, uh, and it's going to vary uh, depending upon uh, if let's just say I'm charging it at my house, uh, and uh, it's going to be around eight bucks from flat. So, uh, at 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 the most. Uh, 230 miles, $8. See, when I fill up, my range is almost 400 miles on my escape if I drive the way I should. 
Um, <laughs> I got my little four banger, man. Um, so that costs me about 35 to $40, depending on the price. And I don't put base. I put 89 in. I don't put 87. I put 89. Uh, just keep it a little bit clean. Um, so for twice as much mileage about we're doing approximate I pay pay eight bucks so I pay four times more than you do for twice as much so I mean it's you're definitely saving and what you paid for your car really wasn't that much more than I paid for my car brand new right it's uh and it's gonna vary based on the kilowatt hours charge in the winter it's going to be a whole lot more expensive in the in the spring you know i could probably fill it up like i the kilowatt hours cost uh i think in the fall i filled uh i figured it to be like three dollars for 230 miles (laughs) wow the tide is turning on electric cars being too expensive to afford musk watch uh let's see uh they have a debt coming up that is due tomorrow. Ooh, and March it is first. It's just it's pennies. I mean, 920 million, I'm sure is nothing, right? Like I'm sure that's nothing. <laughs> but it's due. It it sure as shit is due tomorrow. And hopefully their stock price is the price they need it to be in order to meet those debts because I I don't know what's going to happen if they're not. They're going to have to pay. They'll have to pay out money to somebody. Whoever owns their debt, they're going to have to pay it out. And I hope that they have the cash to do it. Because I know Musk said that there were single-digit weeks in profit. Yeah. Like, they've had single-digit weeks. Which, Tesla really hasn't been around for that long. But I would hope that you'd be turning a profit. Which they finally did. Yeah. They finally turned a profit, and they finally produced the amount of cars that they said they were going to produce, and they got everything out by a deadline that they said they were going to have it out. But, like, Musk was sleeping at the factory and getting involved hands-on with everything. And I've heard horror stories about having to work for Elon Musk. Well, but- I mean, the man thinks everybody should work a 60-hour week. You know, everybody, like, that's that's how it begins. Like, you know, are Doesn't you Doesn't he we believe should... in base pay, though? Hmm? Doesn't he believe in base pay? I'm sure, but he doesn't believe in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a businessman, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, uh, they, uh, with, with all the debt coming up and, you know, they're finally dropping prices, which I'm sure has to do with them closing showrooms. They can afford to drop prices because their expenses have gone down. Um, but they're still getting bad publicity. The The frozen door handles um, are not the only issue that they've had. There was actually a man who crashed his Tesla. It was a Model S. He crashed it in Davie, Florida. And the... Uh, the officer that was on the scene, I don't know if he couldn't break the window or if he failed to break the window because of the flames. I'm not 100% sure on that. But a guy died. It, it caught on fire like electric vehicles do. 
And apparently what's supposed to happen is that when the airbags inflate, the exterior door handles are supposed to extend. And it sounds like uh, the airbags did not deflate after the crash, and therefore the exterior door handles did not deploy. So imagine trying to get in a door when there's no knob and it's just a door, just a flat door. Imagine trying to get into your house. You're just not, knock it, break it down. You know, what else are you supposed to do? So he, he died. He died in a, in a fire, which is unfortunate news for uh, electric cars, because as we all know, you know, with the Rimmick that the, I think that was the concept (laughs) one, it burned for two days. They couldn't put it out. Two days. They had to let it burn out. So, you know, there's, there are, there are negatives to things. Hammond. Hello, yes. There's no getting around the fact that your penis is exactly the right length and beautiful. Well, thank you. I think that's probably a good segue, actually, into, all right, you have electric cars. And you're starting to have all these problems with them, which in percentages, they're minuscule. But because it's new and you have a country that has literally been built on car manufacturers since about the 50s. Uh, It was after World War II when we (laughs) wiped out, quite literally, all of our competition. And that's how our economy boomed. You know, the baby boomers, that was that was what they grew up with. So you're having battery depletion when it's cold, which that's how batteries work. You're having door handles get frozen. Um, you're having incidents like um, people falling asleep at the wheel while they have autopilot on. But you also have things like the operating systems. You know, when my phone gets a bug in it, I want to break it in half with my bare hands. What happens when my car, which is running on an operating system that is not as new, gets a bug? How easy is it to hack an old operating system? Because your car run no, not your car. The car you're going to introduce right now is going to run on a Google operating system, correct? Right. Uh, so, I mean... Take every, take all your concerns there and let those concerns be assuaged because the company we all know, trust, and love, Google, who promised <laughs> us that they're not going to be evil. They uh-huh. promised us. But then they know. put a mic in the nest. <laughs> well, come on. Who didn't think that there wasn't a mic? In, like all the other – never mind. I digress. And then all and, of the smartest people on the planet – uh, or should I say, in the U.S., are questioning it. <clears throat> uh, I believe it's the Senate. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. why did you do this? Their, their, their cross-examination of Pachai last time, where the God. guy's just, like, complaining. is like, my daughter bought something on my iPhone. And he's just like, sir, we we don't make the iPhone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I work for Google. I'm, I'm sorry, Facebook, how do you make money? Um, we sell ads. Yeah. Well, how are you supposed to make money off of ads? It's just like TV, bro. Like people pay us for airtime. We hold Our all the fees. Officials. 
Oh, these are our elected officials. Yeah, brilliant. So tell us about... Tell us about the car. Tell me why my fears should be assuaged. <laughs> uh, sure, I will. Uh, uh, Volvo's newest brand, Polestar, uh, took the wraps off the Polestar 2 yesterday, uh, the February 27th. Uh, and the company's all-electric Tesla Model 3 fighter uh, was born to the public. Uh, Polestar has done some interesting uh, rethinking of how a car should work. The car starts via a chain-mounted pressure switch. I'm not joking. Look it up. It's crazy. It also has a subscription plan, like a phone. And one of the more wide-ranging features is the infotainment system. This is the first car with essentially Android Auto built in. Previously, we've seen smartphone apps from Google called Android Auto, which I have for my car. Uh, And there's also Apple CarPlay, uh, so if you're on the Apple side of things. Uh, And it runs uh, your smartphone using a display as an external monitor. Uh, The project with Polestar is a full-blown operating system instead of a single app. And it is built into the car's hardware instead of running uh, off of your smartphone. It really doesn't have a name yet, but Volvo has been calling it Android. That's it. Uh, And Google (laughs) Google has referred to it as Android Automotive. Uh, Mm. Some car manufacturers like Honda and Hyundai uh, already have forked versions of the uh, Android built into their infotainment systems. But the Polestar 2 will be the first car uh, that has Google-sanctioned versions of Android powering its infotainment system. And unlike manufacturers' Android forks, Google is focused on getting manufacturers an up-to-date version of Android. Uh, So Polestar 2 will be running at least Android 9 Pi, uh, which is essentially the previous version that is the one that is out now. Mm. While today's Honda infotainment system is based on Android 4.2 Jelly Bean, which launched in 2012, and Hyundai uses an even older version of Android 2.3 Gingerbread, which debuted, uh, I believe, fall of 2008. Uh, So (laughs) your car's software uh, is about a decade old. It's uh, insane to kind of think about. Uh, Google Car's Android plan should result in something that is more secure than the average automobile, uh, just like their Internet of Things, having a bunch of non-tech companies build connected devices using security problems. Uh, The device, the infotainment system in this case, uh, your camera or your router in the case of, you know, other Google products like the Nest, almost never get updated and having all of these internet enabled devices run ancient software is a security nightmare having a new car that actually launched with a modern version of android will be a big help but polestar has almost promised updates from themselves on a regular basis and so that that concerns me it's just like i wouldn't be so concerned if it was just google if it was just google's like we're gonna throw updates we'll, we'll keep we'll do it for you yeah, if they and managed the support. If they managed it all, but at the same time, if you're Volvo, at, and by Volvo I mean Geely, uh, if you're Geely, you're like, do we really want them all that access? You know, yeah. <clears throat> we're going to have some sort of partnership. We got to throw our own stuff on there too. And so I'm just worried at some point down the line, there's going to be another convoluted system. And cars last longer 
than your average laptop. All right. And, <laughs> yeah. Or phone. So, or you know, phone. phones last two years. And so uh, resell, if, if something is so integrated into the car and Google decides seven years from now, oh, we're going to stop updating Android Automotive or whatever they decide to call it. Uh, and it is up to Volvo to to do that from now on. I have no faith that Volvo is ever going to do that because all those cars are going to be secondhand from that point forward. And so that... Yeah, is, is, how are you going to support ancient software? Yeah. And what does that mean? Like, if I if I buy a car that has an operating system, system on it that is no longer supported, what's going to happen... If somebody gets a hold of the signal of my car and then hacks into my car, am I uh, just being a member of the Senate here and just don't understand? Or is that an actual concern? It can it can absolutely be an actual concern. They've had people uh, do that, and I forget which cars uh, that they've managed to do that. And I think they even managed to do it to moving cars and to get into the OS. Like, that's uh, scary. It's hard. It's hard, yeah, it's hard, it's convoluted, it takes a lot of stuff right now, uh, but as time goes by, and as security holes don't get updated or fixed, that uh, leaves the door open. My car Could be, gets, quite literally. Yeah. My car gets updates, you know, over the internet. And mm-hmm. so, uh, my problem is, I live in an area where there is no cell phone range. I live on the top of a hill... You know, on the apparently non-radio side. And uh, I have to use my Wi-Fi uh, for updating my car. But my car is in a garage, which is, you know, surrounded by concrete. And my Wi-Fi router, which is nice, uh, is on the opposite end of the house on another floor. And so uh, it's not the strongest of signal. And if I'm getting a big update... Uh, and I have to go somewhere, and my car hadn't finished updating, uh, well, I have to wait until I get into cell phone range where it can pick up where it left off. And until that point, uh, I am left with essentially a blank screen on my center console. And so, uh, and eventually, once I get into cell phone range, then it'll go flash bolt. And then you'll see a little update sign, and it'll update. Now, do you Uh, think that with, with, uh... With technology spreading like it is, and, you know, there's talks of satellite internet, you know, quote-unquote free internet, um, I I don't think those problems will be problems for very much longer with the way things are going. I mean, some cities have Wi-Fi. Oh, sure. Uh, but then you're going to be trusting a, a public Wi-Fi An network. An open network, which leaves <laughs> you open to security I, I, risks. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's some things that I'm sure people like Elon Musk have already thought about, but haven't quite addressed yet. And maybe we're, <laughs> we're jumping the gun on it. But I certainly think it's something that should be talked about, you know. And I'm actually, I'm kind of surprised... And maybe they have, and I just haven't noticed, but I'm kind of surprised that they haven't addressed that on Grand Tour at all. Well, and, oh, I'm sure it'll be eventually uh, addressed because of uh, uh, Clarkson's hatred. 
I was going to say, uh, it's going to be Jeremy who brings it up. I mean, I mean, do we want to get into it? Do we have any other news that we want to get into? Or we want to... I mean, there's a ton of stuff that's happened, but I think at this point we've covered most of the recent things. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so, let's, well, let's jump in. A lot of people have got it into their heads that I don't like electric cars. Well, with good reason, because every time you've got an electric car, you come back into the office on Monday morning with another dreary tale of woe. That's because you can't charge them up. Here we go. You can't. <laughs> Last weekend, had a Jaguar I-Pace. OK, now this is a really good car. This is why I have nothing against electric cars. That's the new Jag, and it is fabulous. Lovely to sit in, quick as hell. Better than a Tesla, by a long way, actually, in many, many ways. Brilliant. However, brought it up here, plugged it into my farm, and poof, instant darkness. <laughs> now, this, this is a farm that can supply all of Western Europe with vegetable oil for a thousand years. Plug one jag into it, and I'm in the 13th century. No electricity at all. Jag. Uh, jag. And he said, it's amazing. Blow, and he says, blows the doors off the Model X. Uh, and it's just like an amazing car, but he plugged, he, he took it home and he plugged it in to his, in his garage mm -hmm. and it blew out everything in his garage, you know, blew out everything. <laughs> well, he has medieval wiring, I believe is what he <laughs> Exactly. Said. You know, and then he Shut took the it over to his friend's down. house. Yeah. He took it over to his friend's house who had like 17th century wiring. Uh, and it, and he only got like 27 miles after it being charged overnight. And he's just complaining about it. And like May is just like, well, you need a, a you need a supercharge, you need a charging station in order to do it because that's what it's there for. And he's like, well, then how long would it that take? And he was like, well, forty five minutes. And honest people, it doesn't take forty five minutes. Uh, having, uh, you'll get most of your car charged if you want it to the brim. Maybe forty five minutes, but come on, uh, you don't drive in a depleted car uh you, you drive it up like 30 percent that's left and you'll get it up to 70 percent in around 15 minutes so calm calm the fuck down and it's it's uh, getting better <laughs> like I, i'm gonna be hammond here it's getting better all the time because all the time isn't there a charger that charges an entire car like 80 percent in 15 minutes the uh yeah volkswagen was doing yes, their thing yeah yeah uh, and i think they i think the goal was actually like seven minutes you know complete charge I mean, in seven minutes think about minutes. it probably takes what five minutes to fill up your car with gas by the time you put in your car you press in your your zip code you hit yes takes a second for the pump to figure it out and then you pick up the thing pick up the nozzle put it in your car and then you have to wait a second because your selection takes a second for the pump to recognize then you start fueling your car and you're out there for maybe three or four minutes depending on how big your tank is and then you got to finish it up wait for your receipt i'm willing to bet that within the next two years filling up your electric car will be the equivalent of fueling an internal combustion engine. I, d I don't know if it's in two years. Uh, the technology may exist in two years. It's the um, wide avail the, the availability for everybody. Yes. Uh, and so you'll have to have uh, up and, you know, charging companies and stuff like that, that uh, who is the company? Now I got a charge point is who I use. Uh, and they have, I, I think they have like 20% of all the U.S. chargers. 
they're you know they're pretty good uh they're all level two there's a couple of level three uh out there that'll get it even faster uh is but, that a know. subscription service that you pay for no it's it's essentially when you get an ev you can sign up for it and you get an app uh and then you can tie a credit card to uh, they'll give you another card too uh, to wave but essentially you just need your phone and you do the little fingerprint on your phone in front of the uh oh, little cool. charging station and uh then it, it it's it's not a subscription service no uh it's just essentially their own little like banking pay to app. use yeah and it's good it's really good it's convenient it maps out uh everything all their chargers and stuff like that they have an app for android auto so if it's not on Google Maps, uh, you can just pull up the charge point map and you can find the closest charge point on your car. Uh, it, yeah. Imagine if Nikola Tesla, imagine if his dream of wireless electricity was an actual thing right now. Mm. Imagine, mm. because I'm willing to bet he could do it had he been given the opportunity. And Edison would just, just think of ways to electrocute elephants. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's such a dick. Oh, let's anyway, not get off onto that. I'm not going to go down back, that road. Back, back into back to Grand Tour. Tour. There are few things in life I enjoy more than delivering bad news to Jeremy Clarkson. It's possibly my favorite thing. Uh, so Grand Tour Season 3 uh, mm -hmm. started... Uh, and uh, we are about halfway through. We are at the midway point now. Uh, what are some of the changes that you like? No more celebrities. Thank God. Really? I hated it. I hated the whole, like, so-and-so died on their way here. And then we're going to have so-and-so race. Like, the two celebrities racing each other was a lot better than the whole, like, oh, so-and-so can't make it because they're dead. I didn't like that at all. So I, I like more of the document style you, where they you have videos. You mean Paris Hilton didn't provide you with all the, int, uh, you know, uh, she pleasantly knowledge. surprised me, man. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised me. Bitch can drive a car. <laughs> she can drive a car. You got to give her that. You heard it here first. people. <laughs> Bitch can drive a car. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad the celebrities are gone. I want just more video, the document yeah. style of them actually going out. I like that. Uh, is there anything that you don't like? You know, uh, I don't really care for the introduction to Conversation Street. Oh, come on! I, I like the graphic. I just don't like the big... The introduction to it. I don't know. It's personal oh, preference. Oh, come on. Richard Hammond's cheesy ham-fisted. terrible, man. Oh, like, it is. They're the so most... bad that they're not even so bad it's good. Like, they're just shy of that. <laughs> it is It is the most dad jokey of dad jokes. <sighs> the worst. <laughs> the, the literal worst. What about you? What do you? What do you like about it? Like, what do you like and what don't you like? I, I, I will say I do kind of miss some of the celebrity segments. Uh, and the reason they gave for getting rid of them is not, I don't think, a legit... The, the reason they gave is, like, well, when you go to all these different places and you move the tent around, 
it doesn't make sense because like the viewing audience, it, it, you, you find a celebrity. If you're in South Africa, you know, like Charlize Theron. All right, great, fine. You know, and she, and if in America, Charlize Theron, maybe in Europe, Charlize Theron, but, you know, to the rest of the world, who cares? Well, part of me is just like, that's not, I mean, it's been parked outside of Jeremy's house now for a year and a half. You know, so it's just like you can't attract, the real reason is you can't attract celebrities to come out and look at sheep. And so <laughs> that's, that's the real reason you got rid of, you know, the celebrity, uh, you know, head to head. Uh, and so, uh, I, at times I thought it was, uh, I thought there was some good driving and stuff like that. I liked the, uh, the F pace, uh, that they put through in their, in their rally track. But in the end, am I glad that there's more other segments? Is there, you know, yeah, I am. Uh, because that took up a sizable portion of the show. And let me tell you, uh, my favorite episodes are still the Columbia episodes. Ah, uh, okay. Because I, 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 I should say it's one episode that split. Where they the hunted two. the. What was it? I think it was a jaguar that they were hunting, wasn't it? Uh, well, they no, they had. Uh, yeah, they had the jaguar. Uh, they or you know the mountain lion, but they were hunting all the different animals, uh, including the hippopotamus. You know that. <laughs> You know, so was like it's, it's from Africa, <laughs> and they found a hippopotamus. And when me and my wife were watching that, we're like, "What in the hell?" And Pablo Escobar's hippopotamuses, and that launched a rabbit hole search for the next like hour and a half of us looking and then finding documentaries about these hippopotamuses and how many hippopotamuses are there now. You know, the, the, the original, I think it was like five hippopotamuses, one male, four females, and there are now something like 150. Wow. All stemming from that one male. All right. So it's a so bit So they're all interbreeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, you entered all the You learn way too much about these hippos, man. Oh, my goodness. I, I did, but it's it sparked this incredible curiosity and it, and it was just, it blew my mind. And plus like the, the trip itself was amazing other than the, the donkey fucking, but it was yeah, amazing. That, do you think that was legit? Uh, Jeremy Clarkson on Twitter, the day that aired said that absolutely happened. Cause he, he legit was like it. And sometimes I can't really tell, but on that one, I'm like, I think that might have been real. Because he uh, looked horrified. (laughs) I definitely love the Columbia episodes because, uh, especially when they used Richard Hammond's truck (laughs) as a bridge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they had to have, they had to have the crew come in and help. (laughs) And then they get down there and it's, they can't cross it, so they have to go back. I'm like, oh my gosh, definitely uh-huh. liked that. I liked, um, I liked when the guys had to. It was a recent episode. The guys had to go through a course in the back of their trucks and mm-hmm. shoot at things. And Jeremy rolls up with a turret, fifty cal. Like, of yeah. course. Manages to hit almost nothing. 
And he goes, oh, look, a barn door. And then just completely destroys the whole building. Oh, and, and to a, be those three, man. And a paraglider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with that terrible disappointment for him, I'm <laughs> back to the tent. <laughs> Have you remembered to ensure there are sufficient urine traces in the peanuts? Yes, I urinated on them myself. And this is, I mean, the show is joyous again. Yes. Like, there was a bit of uh, a formula, and there still is a formula, that, you know, that they go through. Uh, but it, I don't know. They, they're they're having fun, mm-hmm. and when I <laughs> when I look at uh, some of the uh, the the things that they do, it's they're also at, you know they always say oh this is an important cons- consumer information show, but at the same time they are doing like those deep dives. Like uh, on episode six when they were back in uh, uh, when they were in China again. Uh, but this time they were in Jiangxing, which is, you know, kind of like China's tech hub. Uh, and they were looking at, uh, was it the honky? If I remember right. And they kept calling it the honky. And uh, my wife's like, that can't be the actual name. And I ended up looking it up on my phone. I was like, no, it looks like it's pronounced honky. <laughs> you know, so. Was that the driver- van? No, it's that giant super expensive car uh, oh yes the honky yes yes is, yes the yeah. one that they couldn't justify the, the price of it one car that was on a grand tour that surprised me because i saw it this year at the auto show oh, and okay. i took one look at it and went eh and then walked on because i was like it's fucking stupid the Urus, man. Oh, come on. The Urus. I, I looked at him like, oh, it's a, oh, okay. Oh, Lambo's got a, an SUV. Whoopie freaking do. But after, god damn it, it's always Jeremy Clarkson that gets me too, because I'm like a curmudgeon old man like him. He's like, I don't like it because it's new. <laughs> and he took that thing out after being like, I don't think I'm liking it. And he's like, I'm climbing a ski slope. <laughs> and <laughs> In a he Lamborghini. said, it's, it's uh, fun. The- it's practical. It's mean when you need it to be mean, but it's super fun to drive. It's comfortable. And you know what they didn't show on that episode, which, uh, you know, I think I might have sent you a while back, but when Supercar Blondie uh, had the Urus, the, uh, the tailgate, the hitch, uh, it's a it's a mechanical hitch, so uh, when you it it literally drops down from un, from uh, the frame and then motorizes out and the, and then raises back up, so you can't see it. It's f- like the back end is flush and it goes up above the back end, and it's a hitch, wow. so you can actually tow with a Lambo. That's insanity. Like it, it seems to be like the Lambo that can do everything. Uh, don't get me wrong. Not everything, I, okay, but I, it covers such a vast range that you would never ever anticipate. I, uh, I do love the craziness of Lambos. I will not. Uh, and while parts of me, the the middle aged white guy parts of me, is just <laughs> like oh. 
you know, the uh, middle aged. Come on now. I'm 38, damn it. So you're Uh, planning on dying in twice your age, really? That I, I'd consider. You'd be happy like, with over seventy, huh? The 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 rate that I am consuming apparently trailblazer <laughs> uh, at this moment. Yeah, I'd be lucky. Um, no, uh, I was just like, man, Lambos are supposed to be insane, like bulls. They're bulls that you can't wrangle. Like you know, it's it's so it's supposed to kill you. Like, well, so you didn't think that when he had it out on the what is it the Ebola drone, when he's laughing and having just a jolly old time of it, you don't think that that's insane enough for a Lambo? No, because he's having a jolly old time because he's still in control. But there were Whereas, moments where he's like, oh, 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 and then he he got it back. But there were moments where it started to slip for him, and he 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 reined it in. But he's like, there, it's but, just crazy enough to be a Lambo, but. It's it's enough that you can control it. I, I guess. Like uh, <laughs> you're such a purist. <laughs> and this is I'm, coming from somebody who, like, I own a, snubbed I own it car. when I saw it. I'm like, oh, the year is whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that car. What, what about what a, in that same episode? James May had his Alpine, his his A110. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the Renault? I'm sorry, it's not Renault because it is its own separate company. It is the Alpine now. It's not the Renault Alpine. It is Alpine. Uh, what do you think of the new Alpine? Particularly when it's not catching fire. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> it reminds me a little too much of the the what is that? Mm. Not the Tundra. What the um, the supercar that they're coming back out with. Why can I not think of it right now? Oh, my God. This is terrible. It's ugly. And it. I well, I will. Uh, I will agree. Supra. I do not like the look of it's the, the Supra. Uh, it's... And I don't know if it, maybe it was on Drive Tribe Uh when uh, James May was like showcasing his Alpine, mm. and he was showing the like uh, motorized uh, side mirrors, and the like pop, you know, into place, <laughs> and like it, somebody wrote, "Yeah, that's the sound of quality engineering." <laughs> you know, this is my problem with cars like the Alpine and the Supra. When I look at them, I think of the 90s. And let me tell you, the 90s were not a good decade for vehicles. Why would you design a car with the nostalgia of the 90s that ruined cars? It's the second 70s. Two decades completely destroyed car stylings. The 70s and the 90s destroyed Uh, them. I will I will agree by and large with with a lot of that sentiment. Uh, I, I, styling I can't really get behind. Uh, '90s, what's much worse is just like quality, especially of U.S. vehicles, was just terrible, absolutely hor- horrendous. Uh, whereas like German automobiles, like BMWs from the '90s, are still going strong. You know I, and if John listens to this, 
he's going to laugh because I do not like BMWs. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he made fun of me one day. He's like, that's the third time you have said that because literally BMW pulls up next to us. And I'm like, you know, I don't like BMWs, but, uh, but that looks pretty nice. Like the X3. Like I'm not big on super small SUVs that are like trying to be an SUV, but they have a car that crossover a Vespa would have in it. Um, (laughs) But man, those X3s, they look sharp, they're sexy, they're inviting, but they're always in gray. Like, why can't BMW have fun colors that aren't like powder blue? What are you because doing? Because they're, they're for serious businessmen. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're for serious assholes. That's their well, reputation. That, 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 I think that went hand in hand with the serious businessmen. <laughs> Mutually exclusive. Man, yeah, we're that, we're we're pissing off all of the serious businessmen who listen to our podcast. <laughs> no, they're like seriously though. There is, um, I I will not begrudge anybody uh, an M three by by all means. You know, Even, have have fun with your M three. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you can afford an i eight, great, grand, wonderful, great. Uh, but when you get into the like the five series or the seven series. Uh, and then it's just like, well, come on. I mean, the, five the series. Eights, it, dude, a BMW 8. I saw one of those driving down the highway, and I may have <clears throat> sped more than I was already speeding to catch up to it because I couldn't tell what it was. I got up to it, and I was like, what the hell is this car? I want to know what this is. And I think the guy knew what I was doing because he slowed down. He slowed down. I got up next to him, like kind of like ghosted him in that that spot you really shouldn't stay in. I'm like, there is no yeah, the way that's spot. a BMW, man. There's no way. And then it was like, whoosh. I'm like, that. Now, I I don't like BMWs, but that's a nice looking car. <laughs> well, uh, on on the, uh, the previous, to, so episode six. Uh, was it episode six or episode seven? No, it was episode seven of Grand Tour where they did the M5, the the rebirthed M5. Yes. Uh, from BMW, and uh, you know, for an automatic transmission, uh, five hundred horsepower, you know, ripping around the Ebola drum there. Uh, I can't, I just like looking at it. It's just like yeah. Uh, a little bit of the dad in me is just like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> How's that yeah. uh, electric car working out for you? Oh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I'm will sorry. Be- <laughs> I will beat. You're talking I will about. Beat, I will beat that M5 off the line. Off uh, the line. Yeah, uh, I will beat it off the line. Uh, on to the sixteenth mile marker, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's a that's a short pa- race, man. Be- before it passes me, but I will beat it <laughs> off the line. <laughs> Gosh, you know I just oh. beamers are okay. My brother-in-law likes them. I even well, no, he doesn't. I shouldn't say that. He well, he does like them, but they're for asshole businessmen. Um, I gave him permission because I make fun of him for liking Audis. I'm like, you can either buy an A7. 
because the sport back looks sweet, but it's a freaking saloon. Like the thing yeah. is so long. Mike, you can either buy an A7 or I will give you permission to buy an M3. And he's like, I don't want to buy a BMW. It's like, dude, but it's, I'm even telling you, you can buy an M3 because that's like the acceptable car that a non-asshole can have and still be okay. It's the fun car. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, No, uh, for me, Audis honestly have replaced the asshole of the BMWs. the, The assholes have moved from the BMWs to the Audis. Uh, eventually, uh, and, and honestly, they probably moved from the Audis to the AMGs now to to the AMG Mercs. There, are, there I mean, are can a few you blame mid- them though? Eh, the SLSs are sure they're just penis machines uh, that yeah, really don't exactly. have anything. <laughs> they have nothing <laughs> under the hood. Uh, and yeah, oh AMG. Well, okay, your zero to sixty in five seconds is unimpressive. You know, Especially nowadays, yeah. yeah. Oh well. And so the I don't know the if then we'll just make the full gamut uh, of the German car manufacturers, and we'll we'll Porsche will eventually be there, and it's just like oh, that's now the I mean, God, how many McCanns and uh, Cayennes are are out there now that are just like dominating the roadways. I thought you were going to say then Porsche is actually going to get some style. I thought that's what you were going to say. (laughs) Porsche gets style. (laughs) (laughs) I love that Jeremy Clarkson makes fun of. He talks about, I think it's Ferrari. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about Lamborghini and how gorgeous their cars are. And then he's like, and then you see Porsches. Well, look at the CEO of Porsche. (laughs) And it's this like balding German man. Like, yeah, he totally designed that car. <laughs> it's the same car. <laughs> Every you single made one the 911 looks exactly the same. Years, and it's the same car. It's the same freaking car. Like, they just, oh, we're just going to change the, like, little slats on the back just Don't a little bit. They're going to add an S to it. Come it's on. Ama- it's an amazing car. It works <sighs> very well. I'll give you it's that just- it's a benchmark. I'll give you that. But it just looks like shit man i hate it i do i hate it it's like a crossfire and they just change the badges that's what it reminds me of every time i see one compare a porsche 911 to a chrysler crossfire you're damn right i did (laughs) did you know i test drove a chrysler crossfire Back, you did. It was before I bought. Uh, did you do it ironically? No. Oh my god. No, I didn't. It was like brand new in the showrooms. I'm gonna uh, forever make fun of you for this. And and I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a try. And the kicker for me was like, I can't see out of the back window because the back window was just like tiny. Yeah. Tiny. I was like, I can't. There's no way. And, like, I think I was, like, newly married, so it might have been, like, 2005 or 2006. God, you're so old, man. And and so, yeah. And uh, and so I was just kind of like, oh, I needed a, I wanted a new car. And it was like, I was like, oh. And she's like, well, it's a two-seater. And I was like, yeah, but we're not having kids anytime soon. And stuff like that. And, like, man, those those are the bygone days. Whew. Well, I mean, it's it's been 15 minutes, man. 
So <laughs> I should uh, probably wrap it up. <laughs> all right, Stacy. Uh, now that we've delved uh, deeply into the psyche of my car buying experience, uh, anything out there you would like to promote as we close off the show? You know, I I would honestly, I'm going to steal yours from you, so there's no shameless self promotion. Um, check out Reverse Centaurs, people. Like, if you're a D and D player, like check it out because these crazy bastards and their frankly somewhat scary imaginations are insanely entertaining and i highly recommend that you listen to it at work if possible but make sure you have headphones on because let's be honest uh margie is a uh, woo <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's uh Right now, uh, we are transitioning from an Old West kind of theme to a pirate theme. Uh, so expect Grant to adopt a sort of pirate uh, idiom. Uh, there will be a lot of R's and oh my God, that's, uh That's a pretty hard left <laughs> from, <laughs> from, Ameri- from the Western theme to a pirate theme. That's, that's a hard left. We, we moved from one continent to another. Why don't you did understand you move, this? Did you move centuries as well? It's it's on a it's on a completely different world, essentially. Anyway, well, I guess you're uh, just mo- gonna have to listen and find out. You're good. Uh, thank you for that. That makes a whole lot more sense. You had me on the defensive. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we, I promote, was walking you there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna promote Hello Biff uh, and the Twitch stream yeah. right now. Who is right now playing Fallout 3. Uh, Full time. Yeah. Full time streamer, people. And so uh, give uh, give him a subscribe uh, at Hello Biff at the Quarter Nerds Twitch. And uh, share some of the love. Give him some biddies. Some biddies. I think I use that. I think I use that terminology correctly. I'm immediately thinking of what John calls hot older women. Tiggle biddies? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta end it because I'm gonna make fun of how old you are again. Woohoo! <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> oh, that's so brave an ending. No need to roam into the unknown. Got the whole world outside my window. Gotta fill the belly and toughen the bones. The indoors long, who finds a true home? I go days without sleep, weeks and won't.